Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Mandy. And this is Love Sober. The podcast for the sober and sober curious. Hi there, and welcome back. Uh, This is episode eight. So we're going to delve a bit further into this concept of uh, reactive and proactive uh, self-care, or perhaps we could rename it kind of a crisis toolkit and then what happens afterwards. Um, We were going to talk this episode about um, the relationship, wine relationship um, sort of uh, idea, Um, but a couple of things have come up in the last uh, three or four weeks that, you know, while it's fresh, it seems kind of relevant to to talk about uh, those experiences that we've been having. Um, So, uh, Kate, if you want to start, to talk about why you wanted to talk about this subject, uh, why you feel like it's relevant now. Hello, yeah. Um, well, that sort of goes into, you know, when we do our, our sort of check-in with each other and ask how we are, and I think we're both a bit shit, <laughs> basically, um, which is why, like you said, why we've decided to kind of, uh, yeah, delve into this topic, and I, and I sort of call it sort of like an emergency self-care approach, and uh, I know for you, you've had a couple of... Uh, weeks of of like stress building up and for me um i've had a bereavement in the family and um and and the sort of a culmination of stress and that and then this kind of show that i'd committed to so uh, this kind of incredibly extreme time of sort of grief and darkness and then being dressed up in a, a red wig on stage trying to keep it together uh, surrounded by drag queens and quite literally and it's quite quite funny (laughs) but it's been kind of an insane time and Mm. and some such uh, you know so I will I'll talk a little bit about you maybe how I felt when you know over the over that time Um, I'm not I'm not entirely sure about what I feel ready to talk about truth be told but but I'm sure there's some things that that we can pull out of it yeah um yeah so what about you do you want to explain a bit where where you've been at as well and then maybe we could talk about the strategies that we've been trying to employ yeah um yeah I think I've well basically I've started journaling uh again so that's my self-care uh toolkit uh long term mine's kind of more of a kind of proactive like what am I going to do about uh, this crash and burn kind of scenario I get myself into because I kind of realized when we were talking about it last week that um, I'm I'm pretty good at the kind of um, uh, reactive oh you know I'm feeling triggery or oh I'm feeling a bit kind of um, off center I'm quite good at sort of reacting to those situations and being able to divert uh, but I, I really, um, in terms of proactive long-term strategies of stress management, I've got massive work to do. And so, yeah, I had just lots of little things um, that built up. You know, I kind of, um, we moved house. I went away. I hadn't been sleeping because I, you know, have sleep issues. So... I hadn't slept when we were in Berlin. I hadn't slept since we moved. Um, and then we had like a German correspondent come. 
which I just hadn't organized anything for. Um, so everything, like I was going to the supermarket every day, kind of buying shopping every day to kind of, you know, what are we going to eat today? Okay, right. Uh, and then uh, I had a, one of my best friends come to stay, um, which was, you know, wonderful. But, you know, we've been friends since we were eight years old. So, you know, obviously we talk, we talk about a lot of, of, of our of our past so um you know that that was quite an emotional experience too and i miss her and i miss that connection so when she left you know that kind of empty feeling uh and then my parents uh were here so i basically had people entertaining people for two two full weeks um and i i, I burnt out you know saturday night they left midday saturday uh and i completely crumbled um you know, to the point where my husband was quite worried about me and kind of, uh, I couldn't really pull myself together. And I know when I'm kind of in that state where I, I don't feel safe in my own skin, um, <laughs> I push myself too far. Um, so for me, I, I've kind of taken a step back and, and, you know, it's been great, our friendship and, you know, the things that we've been talking about, you know, to, to have that connection with people to go, right, okay, I need I don't want to feel like that again you know I don't want to be in that state of uh of fear in my own skin <laughs> again so um so yeah I mean I'm kind of coming out and I've you know it's like right let's be proactive you know and I kind of I've been trying to swim in the sea every day and I've done a lot of crying uh talking to myself um that constant constant mind chatter um i need to i need help with basically and so uh i wrote a, a food planner which is just amazing <laughs> like i sat down you know it's these things i've been saying that i'll do and i just i don't do so I, like i wrote out you know i made a little chart um and i sat down on sunday and was like right what we're we gonna you know look through the cupboards what have we got what's missing to make meals and so you know it's stuck on the fridge and like this morning I was just chuckling to myself like, that's so simple mm. but it's just genius it's like I look up okay we're having like you know chicken roast potatoes and green beans tonight that's you know great and tomorrow we're having meatballs and pasta if you mm. want to know I do um, <laughs> yeah um and yeah just uh, sort of taking a step back I kind of said to myself through Instagram, I'm taking a bit of break to go into my woman cave. Um, started to listen to some podcasts again. I listened to the Unruffled podcast, um, which kind of fell in my lap at the the moment, a really good moment. Um, my friend Jen James, who's a, an American sober sister, uh, was on it, and they were talking about the subject of overwhelm and motherhood and identity. So. Uh, yeah just then that's sort of connection and and creativity and just I, I needed time to think and i hadn't given myself time to think and time to plan but i need help you know mm. and the difficult the difficulty for me is i tend to put everything in the same box so it's like okay i have this kind of binge uh mentality and that goes across everything you know um and i don't i'm not very good with boundaries and you know there's reasons why that is um so I tend to put kind of alcohol in with that too 
which has been probably, and I think it's quite interesting to say that because I think um, some people might do the same and you kind of go, okay, well, if I can sort out all this management issues and boundary issues, uh, then I can I can moderate. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like, okay, well, if I work out how to manage things and do them moderately, mm. then I should do that with booze. Um, but, you know, I'm not going, I'm, I'm not remotely interested in that. And, you know, I, I see alcohol as a, as a drug and a, mm. an addictive uh, substance. So it's not the same. It's um, not the same as having a weekly planner. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, it's, I think I'm kind of at the point of, um, yeah, I've said to you earlier, it's not the nicest analogy, but like peeling off the next layer of the onion. The mm. onion, as we said, or the shallot. Um, I'd, I'd like it a better sort of. I guess it's the chrysalis butterfly mm. analogy. Can I give or, you one? Do you know there's on. a mille fou with the lots of beautiful layers? How about uh, yeah. one of those? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Should go with so that. It's, it's a bit more glamorous than an, <laughs> than an onion. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, just kind of. I guess it's. Um, I mean, I'm sure it's that there's something scientific about it that you kind of get to a point where it's like, okay, I'm ready to take the next stage, and I, yeah, I don't want to feel that low again and get that overwhelmed. Um, mm. So, I've just ordered um, the Self Care Project, which is a book um, by the um, the lady that runs Blurt Foundation, uh, which uh, is um, uh, it helps people with uh, problems with depression. Um, I think her name's Jane Hardy. I listened to her talk about it about a year ago. See, this is the thing. <laughs> about mm. a year ago, I listened to a podcast, the Emma Gannon Control-Alt-Delete podcast, and this woman was talking about her depression and how she, you know, worked self-care, basically. Mm. Fascinating. Uh, and I've, I've just ordered the book. So, mm. um, yeah, I really, really want to sort of delve into what I do next, really, to kind of not have that kind of crash burn rise again, um, just to be more level. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's been interesting, but it's, you know, nice to have some sort of thinking time and just kind of go, okay. And, and also in terms of like certain issues, for me, really deep-seated things, I'm kind of like, right, okay, you know, I'm ready to heal, mm. not just maintain. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's tough, but yeah. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, it is, isn't it? And it's, um, like, say it's, I don't know, I, I, I think, it. I feel very frustrated when I've gone into one of those where I, where I'm not, I like to be good at things. So I'm like, oh, I'm doing really well at my yoga and this, this, and this, and this. And I know that certainly, obviously, when I was at at the funeral, I, um, you know, I said I had the mo oh, like a major, major panic attack that went on and off for about three hours, and I couldn't stand up, and I, I literally just I need sat there rooted to the spot, desperately needing a wee. Um, un, unable to move, and I, I've, uh, and I, like I said, I, I think that, you know, maybe that was, you know, the grief and the shock hitting me, um, but I, uh, it was so, so completely overwhelming, mm. um, you know. And then I look back, and I kept, I kept saying to you, well, 
I've got too much on and I'm doing this show like everything seemed to collide all at the same time and we had students we had I had the show to do and you know we've been rehearsing that for like since October I had people I couldn't let down I really mm. felt I couldn't let down we had students staying I felt like I couldn't say to them right okay you need to go and stay somewhere else for the week you know the whole thing was like this enormous pressure cooker and actually probably did have a few choices there that I could have looked at mm. you know the world wouldn't have stopped spinning if I'd not gone to the rehearsal the night before the funeral and let people down mm. um and you know so I wasn't in a good I was exhausted already so you know who knows but all I know is I had a similar reaction too is like I don't ever I never want to feel like that again, you know, and mm. I don't know how much, obviously, the part of it is was grief and shock, um, and I, I wonder how I can, how I can now, now that I've got, uh, I've got a bit of space, how, like, I don't know how to uh, describe it as well, I, I, I sort of had this voice that was like, you just got to keep going, you've got to keep going, you've got to support your family, you've got to show up for this, you've got to pull it together, you've got to get across London to the funeral, you must do that, you've got to drive home. And that voice is really useful sometimes in short bursts of just keeping your shit together, mm. but then... It's like, okay, as again, like a person who is trying to learn their boundaries, who used alcohol to self-soothe for many, many years, mm. sometimes I go way past that boundary still and then just go, shit, you know, all the shit. And so now I'm like, okay, now it isn't time for that voice. It, mm. It's now time for the kind voice. It's time for that voice that just goes, sweetheart, what do you need? What do you need? It's fine, you know, like you go to sleep. Like, so I had to sleep yesterday i never allow myself to sleep during the day even though i go oh it's all about taking five minutes here and there and being mindful of your cup of coffee and shiny squeaky happy it's like i'm absolutely exhausted i thought right i am i'm gonna force myself i physically made myself yeah. go to bed i woke up two and a half hours later like mm. i'm knackered um just being with the family just trying to be sort of you know just I don't know I, I, what I try and think as well. I don't know, as an overthinker, I'm trying not to think too deeply, like be a bit of a surface dweller, let the thoughts come and go, you know? Because yeah, I, I can go into attack yeah. mode. It's like, right, now I've got to sort it all out. And it's as part of that awful, right, just fucking sorted out mode. And it's like, well, this. We, maybe we need some breathing space. Maybe we need the dust to settle. Maybe we need to blink into the sunshine and and dry our watery eyes for a moment you know what i mean yeah. it's it's really tempting to just kind of go rushing like a bull in a china shop and go right okay i've got all my strategies now and that's it and it's like okay i mean it's important but yeah this this has to be time doesn't there like you were saying to go to the beach time to breathe time yeah, to I be mean, easier kind of, i was in the state on 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 Saturday night where I, you know, I, I didn't know what else to do but to escape, you know, it was mm. like, I, you know, I want to run away, like, I want to run away from, from yeah. my head, from my feelings, mm -hmm. from, from this situation, um, you know, there was, it was, I went out for a walk, you know, sort of, um, and then I got a text from a friend who was like, um, a, a bar, and there was like African sort of, um, uh, percussion music, she said it was really fun, and there was a moment for me that was like, oh, I could go and I could just release in dancing. Um, 
and then I and then she was with people that I didn't know and then it was like hang on this is a bar full of people drinking I was like no I don't think that's what I need but I literally I didn't have I couldn't find what I needed mm. um you know and my my husband's just like you just need to go to sleep it was mm. like that kind of extreme kind of fatigue situation mm. but what's quite interesting I think is that the common experience is, is sort of holding it together for other people you know being that pinnacle uh, person within a situation mm. um, and you know I, I certainly have had to do that kind of be the emotional support for others um, especially in the last week and um, and not understanding how tiring that is mm. and not understanding how draining that is and um, and how we still need to look after ourselves and mm. you know this, this question of, of self-care and and, um, and saying no and taking steps time out because yeah for sure for me from afar it was like oh I can't help you Mm. but like you know you you need to breathe for you and you need some time out Mm. and you know but it's like what what can you do you're the mother you've got to sort of Mm. you know keep the kids going you've got your husband it's like it's extremely difficult to be able to step out of that um but yeah I guess maybe a practical thing we could have done is is to sit down and and actually just do like list it out together and go okay you know let's let's see what we can Mm, you know let's see list yeah let's see what we can take Mm. off the list and and you know perhaps that that support um it's very difficult to ask for help Mm. um and it's only now that I'm like, oh, right, you know, you sort of said to me yesterday, well, you've had this, 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 mm. this, 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 on. It's not surprising. And it's mm. like, oh, yeah. someone should, someone should have told me that a week ago. I think but... this is quite common, though. I think that that whole part of the growing as a sober person is you, your um, abilities and your boundaries do change and your capabilities change. And so it's quite common, I think, for people to take on too much because actually you feel really much better. You're not dealing with hangovers. The anxiety is abating. So you're like, great, I can crack on with this. And you get this like, great, that's amazing. I'm going to go for this and I'm going to go for that. And then there's that overwhelm thing. Well, I know I do and I see see it with other people. So I think there's that. And you just reminded me of um, the brilliant Sarah Turner who runs the Harrogate Sanctuary. And one thing that came up in my early sobriety when I was talking to her was that she recognised this kind of tendency to burn out with me. And she Mm. told me to do lockdown. I remember her emailing me and I said, you know, what is it? And she said, lockdown is taking absolutely everything on the list. If you've gone into that tailspin, if you've gone into that almost, I know in in labour they call it a cascade of intervention don't they so you get off track and then another thing happens and then you end up with this cesarean with 25 people in the room it's like the emotional equivalent of that sorry that's just a really bad analogy even though you were there hypnobirthing at the the beginning of it you end up there right so she was sort of saying you know everything off the list you know and I remember her saying please respect your pivotal position and she was very much uh, you know focused on women as carers and pivotal position and a lot of why women seem to end up drinking and becoming reliant on alcohol and having a dysfunctional relationship then turning into physical addictions with it was that overwhelmed that looking after everyone else that not having your own self-care in place so I just think it's so fundamental in this whole conversation isn't it for us as women um, I looked at last night I was googling 
emergency self-care toolkit on the internet and there was a lot of thing about bath bombs and moisturiser and I was thinking you know that really annoyed me I was like oh god why does everyone think self-care is a fucking bath bomb do you know yeah. what I mean excuse my French and you get people on like on the sober forums kind of being annoyed with people talking about self-care because they think that's what it is and think it's too fluffy yeah. and um uh, but I think that this one site sort of talked about uh, it was almost like mindfulness and I think it, it said look I actually really like the idea of having a box that if you're really feeling shit you can go and open and it having something for the senses which is very mindful isn't it so smell sight touch taste and then I put feelings and mind in there on my list so connection as well so maybe call so what I did at the funeral I reached out to you you reached out to me I reached out to you and mm. I kept in touch with you all day and another mm. one other sober sis um the smell was always lavender for me so we talked about like touch blanket moisturizer something like that mm. and then what like I like the idea of having an emergency bank box of mantras of mm. of like you got this or I haven't come this far to only come this far or it will pass or you know anything I can grab a bit like angel cards but for sobriety yeah. you know and um yeah so I, I I've been sort of thinking about about that as maybe I'll maybe I'll do that and I know William and I um definitely my son we um I, I managed to get an uber called for us on the day of the funeral he was knackered as well my daughter wanted to be with people so she stayed with family and friends and um but but we went back to the in-laws house and we watched we had both had a lavender bath we had decaf tea we had got in blankets we got into our pajamas even though it was three o'clock in the afternoon and we watched a will ferrell film like a comedy mm. you know and that was our emergency self-care and we huddled and we distracted and we laughed yeah. you know so so don't that's what I've been I mean, thinking I guess, about. I guess it's like, uh, you know, you can't stop bad things happening, can you? Mm. You know, and it's like we give ourselves a, a really hard time, I think, for how how we react in a situation. It's like, man, you know, mm. I thought I was over this. Like, I've done all the work. I go to therapy. I take the medicine. Like, how can I, you know, be snottily crying hysterically in bed? You know, like, this shouldn't happen. But I guess, you know, it's it's flipping it and saying, right, well, you know, look how, how much you helped mm. yourself afterwards. Okay. Yes. You know, you, you were someone that you were a very loving, caring person. You feel things, you know, every time we've been together, you generally have a little tear because you're, you know, you're emotional because you, you feel it deeply. So, you know, your non-numbed, non-alcohol induced state uh, perhaps pre produce that you know reaction mm. but like look how wonderful you dealt with it afterwards in terms of like bringing yourself back mm. to you know a, a caring state you know it wasn't like well fuck it I'm just gonna drink and like mm. lose myself and I can't deal with this it's like mm, I'm taking myself taking myself out of this situation you know I'm gonna be with a person that I love my son I'm gonna you know cuddle care and mm. You got through it i mean it was hell but you know mm. you got yeah. through it and uh, and i guess yeah for me too it's like okay like 
um, I'm going to work. There's massive, massive things that I could have done differently uh, in terms of planning. And, you know, that's something that I, being proactive from now on and learning more and reading more and taking the next step to be like, right, okay, um, I, I don't want to feel like that again, but I might. But, you know, I've, I've been in the sea every single day since, you know, and um, I've started journaling every day, which has just been great for that mind chatter of just like, actually, I'm just going to write it out. Yeah, you know, right. such and, a good and, tool. Yeah. yeah. And, but not in a, you know, not in a kind of, oh, boo-hoo, my day was mm. really bad, but more like, right, you know, my husband's been banging on about me taking bee pollen because it's really good for your general uh, health and well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, it's disgusting. <laughs> like you have to take, I have to take two spoonfuls in in the morning. Uh, you, you can't drink before, so you have to like let it um, dissolve on your tongue. Um, I'm not good at, like with stuff like that, but you know I've done it and um, and my daughter is doing it and she's the same like she hates to, she's not very she's quite fussy with food so it's like if she can do it you know mm. I can do it you know, <laughs> she said and she said last night she's like mummy what time are you going to wake up in the morning she has to get up early to go to school she's like because you know if you want at seven o'clock we can uh, hold hands and take our bee pollen together <laughs> and I was like oh. that's really sweet <laughs> yeah <laughs> So it's those things of like, okay, you know, like, yes, I don't want to be this continued kind of um, burnout and then the phoenix that rises, Mm. you know, like I want to sometimes just be the bird that's free and and not have to keep doing that. But, Mm. you know, it is a process of learning and and every time I get a bit stronger and I I make changes and I, you know, keep clicking the dial. and that's all you can do really isn't it you know life is going to throw unexpected things at you yeah you know I think uh, that sort of equilibrium you know not you know we talked before didn't we and sort of if we practice the proactive self-care hopefully and and I think it does work generally that the the peaks and troughs aren't quite as extreme mm. they are a bit more level and also like you just said the recovery time is quicker actually if you can get back, yeah. back to equilibrium if you've lost your footing with those strategies, with that emergency self-care, that's like, it's massive progress. I, yeah. I just want to say thank you for your kind words just a bit ago. I had a little bit of a tear because I thought, it's so nice to hear a kind voice. Mm. You know, not saying that people haven't been mean to me, but actually having that, having, and you know, like that thing about what you were saying, about just saying to ourselves, you know, that that well done you know acknowledging Mm. just acknowledging and saying well done and it's okay and that self-compassion that self-compassionate voice remembering to if you if we flipped somehow to the inner critic and that one that's thinks it it needs to be there to keep us safe and stop us being bad somehow i I sometimes think and Mm. but actually the 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 nurturing the kind voice that you've just i've just heard when you said that is like oh that's like bomb you know what do yeah. I need? How are you feeling? It's okay. You know, all of that nice stuff that you just need to mm. say to yourself as well, don't you? Well, this is the thing that's um, listening to the Unruffled podcast, you know, just because Jen's my kind of, I have this group where we have American uh, sober friends and uh, we were put together by 
uh, one woman and it's completely random but you know we've kind of been chatting for nearly a, a year now and Jen is, is one of those girls and you know there were there, she's into crystals and she's into <laughs> she does her tarot cards every day and yeah. you know like uh, prime sort of hippie uh, stuff you know which kind of makes me chuckle to myself but she was so positive and and it was so easy for her to say like you know what do you do to kind of um, to make yourself feel good she's like well you know I've always got a crystal in my bra and <laughs> <laughs> I take a tarot in the morning and then I'm, you know, I got a kombucha and, you know, she's like, she's doing mm, this stuff. Yeah, she's... And, you know, I do my yoga and, you know, and, and she's, you know, listening to her story. I mean, it's just massively inspiring and, and really nice. And she's hilariously funny. And, and it was really nice to just sort of hear other people and go, okay, you know, uh, it's okay to have this hippie shit, you know? Mm. Um, I kind of tend to sort of rebel against that any, you know, any language that kind of sort of verges upon uh, self-love or compassion or, you know. That's because you've lived in Stroud. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no more, no more tie-dye, I can't do it. Um, <laughs> but, you know, they, they've got, a, they, there are positive sides mm. to that for sure and um yeah and stop being so sort of hard on on myself and you know and actually i'm wearing a crystal amethyst bracelet um which i bought for my 10 months my absolute <laughs> fucking hippie <laughs> are we allowed to say we're we gonna have to edit that out no what? it's too much swearing in this episode but i think we're allowed we've had a, we've had a time fine. of it I'll... I'll put an expletive uh, yeah, and uh, adult co- content sort of disclaimer yeah. on it. But I love this bracelet <clears throat> because they're all different. Every single uh, stone mm. is different, and there's one that my favourite is like this purple sparkly one. Um, and I do. I sit and look at it and and uh, and think about it. And and oh, you know, I'm nearly forty. If I can't like get my hippie roots, I mean, I you know, I grew up with with all that as you say um so um why not embrace it finally i'll be i'll be dancing around with scarves before you know it yeah, you have your nag champer just sticks and yeah what is that awful smell that me that patchouli i used to wear patchouli oil and honest to god it's the most rank kind of smell it's like what is that yeah but you know, it's taking taking you in, mm. out of it, isn't it? Yeah. You know, and, yeah. And, and yeah, like I've had some hard times. So mm. if if it if it make if it means that me, you know, I like I do. I, I walk through the water. I walk in the sea. Mm. You know, it might sound completely wanky, but I feel like the how it pushes against me. You know, the power mm. of the water. Um, I also play tag with my son, you know, running around and trying to touch each other. But I realise that that's actually probably doing my cellulite a lot of good. So, you know, there's all, all sort of things sort of I'm learning about t- taking 15 minutes in the water, mm. you know. Uh, and I'm really blessed to sort of live by the the sea. So, I, you know, I've got to use it. I mean, it's We've, we're um, we're running out of time. Okay. Um, should we wrap it up and uh, and talk about the tips? Tip of the day. Okay. I've got three. Go on. And this is c- that came through from the mindfulness summit, and it, it was like you said, it was really timely. 
that, that it kind of landed in my inbox this morning and it says here are three really simple ways you can start to be kind to yourself today one soften the voice of the inner critic so start practicing self-talk that sounds warm friendly and kind let your inner voice take on the tone of a supportive friend or coach like mandy it doesn't say that in <laughs> yeah so if you hit you know you you just have to sort of you know it's okay you're human be kind to yourself you've had a tough time all of that yeah. second do at least one thing that nourishes you walk in the sea walk in the woods gardening painting other hobbies have a cuddle we talked about that mm. last i like this and this goes back to i think this is just a different name for the reign of self-compassion that that process with tara brack that i that i mentioned before mm. take mm. a self-compassion break right if sometimes things are distressing so it says bring to my bring to try instead of tensing against it one way to say to yourself this is a moment of suffering Step two, to normalise it's a common humanity like we all do because we can feel very isolated, can't we? Suffering is a part of life, I'm not alone. Self three is offering compassion to yourself. May I be kind to myself. And four, what do I need to do right now to express kindness? Again, that kind of uh, something nurturing, um, you know, and leaning in and what to say to yourself or watch a Will Ferrell film. <laughs> so just to lighten the tone a little bit. That I, I found that really helpful and maybe we could link that that's the mindfulness summit I put yeah, a link to that because I, I thought that's so true you know life sometimes has moments of suffering and to just acknowledge actually can can help the lessen the intensity almost because you're not fighting it so mm. anyway th those would be my tips okay for me um I think it's um keep sort of nourishing your uh, your interest and your um, your curiosity about um, about life and about how you can feel better, you know, because um, uh, I hadn't listened to the Un uh, Unruffled podcast before, but that's now a new resource that, you know, I can listen to. Um, I really like podcasts for that, that it's just in your ears and you can just sort of take that moment, but, you know, not only sort of... Um, Sort of, I don't know, wellness podcast, but I like ones of storytelling and and uh, crime murder, sort of real crime murder things. Or there's loads of different ones. Um, yeah, keep searching for books to kind of uh, deepen your your thinking on things. Um, and yeah, don't give up. Mm, yeah, <laughs> we will survive. We will survive. <laughs> I was yeah. just on stage singing that in a silver frock. No, at that point, I think I was dressed as a bird. Oh, the, the, you I mean, need, I need just to... Just surreal. Yeah, as soon as I've got the photos, I'll send you some. I might post yeah. some on the site. And... Oh, I'd just yeah, like to say, we've had, um, we had an email from a lady as well, just sort of saying thank you, and um, she was... Um, she was in her first 100 days of sobriety and that was really lovely to have um, that feedback to our email which is on the lovesober.com site there's a podcast button on there and you can email us um, Mandy or I will, will pick it up and if you've got anything you want to talk about uh, questions you want to raise anything you just want to you know maybe if, if you're listening and you um, you have ideas about what you put in your emergency um, toolkit 
it would be really great and you can um you know we'll put something on the site and we'll, we can talk about it so it'd be lovely yeah. to hear from anyone any anyone listening in yeah yeah we've i've had a few comments on club soda and and through instagram mm -hmm. and honestly it's like the best thing to to know that it's resonated with you or you know it's the... not just us <laughs> i mean i'd be all right if it was just us because i really like having a chat but yeah no you know in all seriousness it's it's amazing when we get sort of feedback and realize that you know that it's in any way useful so um yeah, yeah. absolutely you okay your reason to love sober i don't have one today <laughs> I don't really have one that comes to mind just because of everything we've talked about. I think I think just the being real, it, it doesn't feel great, but I know that... I don't know, Mandy, you, you, maybe you tell me one and then I'll, maybe I'll be able to think <laughs> of one. <laughs> but we had the pressure now. Oh, God. Mm. Um, reason to love sober today. Uh, I think it's that connection thing uh mm. listening to the podcast that i did uh seeing people you know i've got a friend in in tasmania who's just got a couple of tattoos and you know she was really inspiring and you know i know she's had a real real journey and um yeah just the stories i just love the stories i love mm. listening to people mm. uh and how they've um came through to the other side and and just how amazing they're and how their lives are growing yeah. in a such positive way you know like amazing going from sort of working in a shop to being a life coach or mm. um you know running a marathon or climbing mount everest or you know all this mm. stuff that's happening because people have made that, that decision yeah mm. the decision that that affects all other decisions it seems oh, i feel yeah. like that it was that first act of, you know, if we're talking about self-care, the, the most fundamental act of self-care I could ever do and self-love was just call time on drinking and that yeah. sort of self-abusive kind of thing. And then so. that informs all that growth, doesn't it? Mm. And I think, I, all right then, yeah, so that for me, I think that as well, I was just thinking about the connections this week and I just love the sober community. I love the conversations. I love the women that that I've that I've met and that that definitely is that's that sort of it, it's so rich isn't it and, mm. I, and, I, and I just feel so not lonely anymore and that was a polar opposite I felt so lonely when I was drinking with the problem yeah. that I couldn't talk about and now I don't it's like got a whole world of sober sisters which is amazing yeah Okay, should we okay. wrap it up then? So if you're um, immediately concerned about your drinking, um, please do, uh, you know, have a look at drinkaware.co.uk or, or contact your GP, get some support on board. And in the meantime, have an amazing week or just a good one or just get through. <laughs> Depending on where you're at, I hope that your steps will be a little bit lighter for whatever reason this week. And we'll see you next week for more chat. Bye. Okay, bye bye.